What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 15 of season two. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is your boy, Hanukkah Bruno, wishing you all a happy Hanukkah, Lachayim, Shalom, Adonai. The Jewish dagger live on playing the field. <laughs> uh, shout out to all my fellow uh, Hebrews out there. Yeah, uh, happy Hanukkah, Bruno. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you can spell it with an H. You can spell it with a CH. You can spell it however you want to spell it. It's, yeah. Uh, Wait, I do have a question about that. Is there any difference? There's no difference. We call it personal preference. So if you're wishing me a happy Hanukkah, it's the thought that counts. I don't care how you spell it. You know, you get a little free pass. It was kind of a weird little word just for all the listeners out there. I do CH. So if you want to get the Bruno edition, do the CH. Yeah, you texted me that or I something about we were texting and it came up and you said CH. And I was like, oh, that's weird that he mixed Christmas and Hanukkah and made it. Okay, well, you didn't have to get personal, Kurt, but if you want to bring the other C word into this, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to say anything. I prefer my C word. You prefer your C word. Okay, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> we, will, we will leave it at that. <laughs> Regardless, happy Hanukkah. Thank you, um, Kurt. Very, very happy for you. <laughs> what day is it right now? Uh, of Hanukkah, it started the 10th. I don't know what today, day today is. Today is the 15th. We're five days in out of a good old eight. Ocho. Ocho days of Hanukkah. Bruno, we're not math guys, but you're a little more than halfway done with the the lovely holiday that is Hanukkah. It's true, but guess what? We got eight days of this shit, and I'm fucking fired up for all of them. <laughs> there you go. You know what? I'm happy for you. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad Hanukkah came because um, the Patriots didn't, certainly didn't leave you any gifts for Hanukkah. Well, it's it's right that you say that because we had a bye week this week, so they just didn't show up, period. There was no gifts because, again, they just we didn't play this week. So you're right, Kurt. It did kind of sink just not having them play this week, but it felt good not having to worry about anything because all these other teams were losing and stressing, and the Patriots just didn't play. So it, it, I was, you know, that was fine to me. I had other things to focus on. They certainly didn't play on Sunday. That No Sunday game for the Pats this week. So I was, you know, you tell me if they <laughs> You tell me. I, I don't know. Did they play? Who knows? Who knows? Not us. Not, <laughs> not us. us. But, Bruno, um, we were just talking uh, what we like to call off mic. Mm. And uh, what a shitty slate of games this week. Typically, I come on here and I'm all excited. I'm like, yes, we got some really, really good games. And we do have a couple good ones to talk about. But the vast majority, terrible, stinkers, awful. What are your, wh- What was your initial reaction after this week? No, Kurt. Yeah, I mean, you said it all right there. Uh, there was, I feel like I was saying this to you as we were going hashtag off the cuff before we started recording, if you will. I felt like a lot of the games this week were either like very close or they were blowouts. But even among the games that were very close, as we're going to get into, it's not like they were particularly meaningful. So <clears throat> I will say we have to appreciate football while it's here because we are winding down towards the end of the season as, as, as little as I like to say that. But, you know, we're going to go through each game. Kurt, some we may spend more time on than others, as we traditionally do. We'll see. No no promises. But, you know, Kurt, we're going to get into it no matter what, because that's what we do. We're football guys. This is correct. Uh, just looking at things quickly in my notes here. Um, six games were decided by 14 points or more. So just some blowouts out there. Oh, week. yeah. Um, which not all that exciting for, you know, the avid football watcher. Correct. But, Bruno, we're going to skip over whatever game was played on Thursday because I don't know if there was a game played on I, Thursday. Kurt, like I said, I, there, I don't know even what you're talking about. Yeah, so everyone erase that from your memory, and we're going to go starting with an, the stinker number stinker number one of the week. <laughs> okay? Stinker number one of the week. 
the Chicago Bears. Okay, listen, I'm not lying to you. This is not this is not me lying. I don't do that. I'm not a liar. The Chicago Bears won a football game 36 to 7. They beat Deshaun Watson and the Texans again. I'm gonna say it again because I want you to know I'm not lying. 36 to 7. Bruno, who was the Bears quarterback? Hmm, Kurt. Well, first off, let me start by saying you might not be lying, but I ain't calling you a truther. So I'm just going to throw that out there. No, to I answer love, your question. I love Drake and Josh oh, references. Oh, fantastic. We'll try to work some more in. I haven't planned anything, but, you know, we're going to go hashtag off the cuff as we always do. Love answer it. your question, though. Mitch Trubisky, quarterback. And, Kurt, wasn't this a funny little matchup of Mitch Trubisky versus Deshaun Watson taken in the same draft? And hmm, look who came out on top, Kurt. You know, it's interesting. It is interesting to, uh, to if anyone hears my dog barking in the background. Sorry about that. Cisco is going, saying hi. He's going ape shit about something. <laughs> I have no idea what he's going ape shit about. But sorry about that. But yeah, that is very interesting, Bruno. I actually didn't think of that. Uh, I will still take Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah, yeah. Eleven out of ten <laughs> of times. Of course, of course. Eleven <laughs> out of ten times. But really good game by the Bears. They kind of put it together matt Nagy can get off his high horse because he's been talking a lot of shit lately oh yeah um but this was trubisky three touchdown passes i don't know if he has three touchdown passes in his career before today before this week i mean so crazy game for them and i will preface this by saying the texans literally went out there with like a you could have picked a team from the retirement home and walked them out there and that might have been better than the the team that the texans had in the field on sunday but you know injuries dismantled them so Obviously, a little bit behind the eight ball anyway, but you should never lose the Chicago Bears by almost 30 points. Yeah, I agree with that. You said basically at all. The only thing I'll add is just it's absolutely classic Bears to like have this five and one start to the season, just absolutely free fall. And then right when it's about to be it like right when it's about to be like, all right, the season's over. They come out with this sort of game like almost too late, but it's not really too late because they could still make the playoffs. But like just classic Bears just like Bears, just figure it out. Like just figure it out. Just figure it out. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, Bruno, like I mentioned, that was stinker number one. We're moving right along to stinker number two. Okay. Again, I'm not lying. The Dallas Cowboys <laughs> beat a team. Well, granted, it was the Joe Burrowless Bengals, but they right. beat a football team again in 2020, 30 to 7. I I Andy Dalton was the quarterback. Revenge game. Red Rocket against his old team. And they won 30 to 7. I mean, Andy Dalton didn't do a whole lot, but still. <laughs> Blowout win for the de- for the Cowboys keeps them in contention a wee bit, a wee bit. Yeah, I mean, good for the Cowboys. They had a fumble return for a touchdown, so that was part of it as well. I mean, again, like there was really not too much to say. If anything, this just makes uh, Mike McCartney's seat less warm, which is kind of funny considering how bad of a coach he is. But everything we've been hearing from the Dallas brass has been like his job is safe. This win only goes to secure that even more. So I guess if you don't like the Cowboys, you should be happy with this because that theoretically means. Mike McCarthy is going to come back next season, but uh, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, I think Mike McCarthy's a fraud. He's not a good coach. Oh, yeah. But I will oh, yeah. say, I will say this: I do feel as if if you're a head coach, you should be given more than one year to like True. turn things around. And True. your franchise quarterback snapped his leg in half. So yeah, that's that's a good point. I want to talk about two things. Nothing to do with the Bengals because I really have I could literally care less about everybody on that team except for the, the quarterback. <laughs> We're not on to Cincinnati. We are not on to I am not on to um, Two things. Number one, Ezekiel Elliott. He's oh been my God. He's been pretty poor this year. Another stat line, 12 carries 
for 48 yards, and one of his rushes were for 26. So, Bruno, not math, guys, but 11 carries for 22 yards after that against the Bengals? Dude, he has been stinky poo-poo cheese, and that is not an exaggeration. He got his contract, good for him, so he secured the bag, and then he's like, all right, I guess I don't need to do anything anymore. Granted, like you said, they don't have Dak this year. They've had some injuries, so, like, there is some of that going on, but, like, I'm not going to lie, Kurt, there's going to be a lot of Zeke fantasy owners, especially in keeper leagues, who next year are going to have an interesting decision if they even want to keep that man, because he's been playing, like, poo-poo. Yeah, I have him in fantasy this this year in my other league, and he's been, like you mentioned, stinky poo-poo. He's been mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, I just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, and I'm, I'm wondering, if Jerry Jones, is sitting there up in his in his suite, and he's like, oh crap, I paid the wrong guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, oh I, yeah. I backed the Brinks truck up for uh, for for Zeke, and it might have it probably should have been for for Dak. Yeah. Which is a nice segue into Ooh. part. Dose of the uh, not I never took Spanish, Bruno, but I know about dose. Okay, numero dos, numero dos. Okay, uh, we are Patriots fans. We're not shy about that. No, uh, the Patriots quarterback situation has been bleak. They have options for next year. Okay, they have people on the roster. They have the potential to bring Cam Newton back. They can draft a quarterback. There is a whole laundry list of things Bill Belichick can do if he so chooses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bruno, <clears throat> there is a certain free agent next year who's coming off of a year where he snapped his leg. Um, so I'm going to just toss this out there. How would, I mean, it's going to cost you a shit ton of money. So I'm going to preface it by saying that. But if you could get Dak Prescott at, let's just say, $28 million a year, that puts him like top eight-ish in the NFL. Would you do it? Wow, Kurt. Uh, so fun fact for our listeners, we don't prep any of this shit. So this is off the top of our head. So Kurt just kind of sprung that on me. And that's a, that's a deep question, Kurt. Hashtag sprung. Hashtag off the cuff. I've said that like eight times already. Um, all right. Here's my thoughts, Kurt. We had this conversation, I think, two or three podcasts ago when you delighted me with the list of free agents the Patriots had. And I gave my reactions not only live, but also that was quite an all-time moment in our in our podcast history. Um, my initial thought, and again, this is off the cuff. My initial thought is that I would rather not pay that much money for Dak and instead, because again, if we're retooling and we're getting older and like you said, there might be some retirements down to Hightower. We don't know what's going on with a lot of that stuff. I would rather use that money, maybe get like another bridge year, like a one year out of cam, one year to someone, whoever it is, or like a temporary solution and then try to retool the roster. Not that I don't think Dak is good. It's not necessarily about not believing in Dak, because like obviously he was playing out of his mind this year. It's just like if we have so many other things we need to fix, like I don't know. Like, I don't know. I do you think if Dak was on our team this year, things would how different do you think our record would be if Dak was on our team this year? I don't think it'd be that different. And that's um that's I'm glad you asked that question because I the thought of Dak on the Patriots excites me. The price tag of Dak doesn't excite me right and i have been adamant this year about how cam newton hasn't played exceptionally well and cam has flaws he's incredibly inaccurate with the ball it looks like he's like delivering a baby every time he tries to throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field he he puts every iota of strength into every throw yeah like sat word right there (laughs) um but 
I think so many of the issues on the Patriots, especially on the offensive side of the ball, don't aren't solely based on quarterback. You look at this last week's game. I know they were on a bye. Wink, wink, smile, smile. Mm-hmm. But the offensive line was atrocious, and I do think that's a I do I do think that's a good group. But they've had they've had some issues with injuries this year. Um, so even if Dak Prescott was the quarterback this year, those injuries would still remain the same for the offensive line. Um, and more, most importantly, what you can't hide is how bad the Patriots' skill players are. Um, you have Demir Bird and Jacoby Myers who are playing 1-2 for the Patriots, who should be a 2-3 or a 3-4 uh, elsewhere in the NFL. Um, they just have they don't have a guy who can who can separate and if i'm bill belichick and i'm looking at the patriots roster for next year the number one thing i'm doing before anything else is i'm going and i'm 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 taking my my list and i'm my grocery list and the first thing i'm picking up is is a a, a skill player who is going to demand uh attention so just there are a couple guys out there but chris godwin um but Allen Robinson's the one I have my my eye on. So I think that's the the first and foremost issue. And I have said it multiple times on the podcast. I'd like Cam to come back. I don't think the issues are solely Cam issues. Um, whoever comes in next year is going to have to learn the system all over again. So automatically, uh, Cam has a year advantage to that. So if you can play pay Cam middle of the pack money, because based on his performances here, he is not going to command top. 10 money there's no way any team is going to pay him top 10 money so i think there could be a marriage for the patriots there and I, the first thing i have to do is bring in a guy at wide receiver like a chris godwin like an alan robinson and get things back on track that way yeah and shout out alan robinson shout out we are shout out a2 rizzo 15 so that would be electric if he was on our team uh putting up numbers he was on jacksonville first right putting up numbers on ter- teams with absolutely terrible quarterbacks imagine what he would do with a competent quarterback that, I, I know we don't have to spend forever on this, but one point that you made me think of that's also related to what you just said, I completely agree. We need pass catchers and playmakers. Also, though, think about how well Dak is doing and why. He's thrown to Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, you know, all the other guys on the Cowboys. Like, he has tons of people to throw to. That isn't saying he's only good because of them, but you take those weapons away and you give him what the Patriots currently have. I don't know if that's, like, I don't know if he's putting up anywhere close to the numbers he was putting up with Dallas. So I completely agree with you. I think, like you said, we need to figure out filling up the rest of our offense and then maybe that even elevates cam or a different quarterback correct. that would be sign as well so correct couldn't agree more moving on to a team who has literally nothing to worry about on the offensive side <laughs> of the ball the kansas city chiefs they dropped 33 down in miami this week they beat the dolphins 33 27 the game is not indicative uh the score is not indicative rather of how this game actually was in the second half uh the dolphins were literally down 33 to 13 going in the fourth quarter so the game was over and the Dolphins got some garbage points. However, yep, I'm glad you're saying this because I know where you're going. Oh, Bruno's all my brain, all mm. my brain, brain wave. The Dolphins fought like hell and they were up 10 nothing in the game and they forced Patrick Mahomes into three interceptions. Bruno, again, not math guys all season long. Okay, 12 other games to the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes only throw only threw two interceptions. Dolphins got more in one week against them. Yeah, shout out Brian Flores, you know, former Patriot, uh, leading the way with that defensive scheme. It seems like anytime a Patriots coach or ex-Patriots coach is playing the uh, the Chiefs, it seems like they know what they're doing. Um, the the takeaway even from that, though, Kurt, which absolutely disgusts me, is that Patrick Mahomes 
throws three picks in a, in a year where he's only thrown two so far, plays like absolute shit. The Chiefs look terrible to start the game, and they still almost effortlessly win the game. Kurt, that's disgusting. That's like, uh, that's so, that just pisses me off. Like, they can play like absolute, they can just not show up for like a whole quarter or half or whatever it was. He can throw picks left and right, and they can, you know, whatever, and they can still almost effortless, effortlessly win this game. I mean, Kurt, that just, I, I don't like it. And I demand an investigation, and I demand Patrick Mahomes to retire. Yeah, you know what? I'm all for everything you just said. Get him out. Get him out. Of <laughs> Get him out. Take, Get him out. Jack, take Jackson Mahomes oh, and Brittany oh, Mahomes with you. Take them both start with you. Start with Jackson and then Patrick. That's how much I hate Jackson. Yeah, I'll take Jackson, take 50 feet of shit, shit take Brittany Matthews <laughs> Mahomes, and then take Patrick. Okay, sign me up. Yep, sign me up for that. But yeah, you're right. Um, Bruno, this has to be addressed because I have come on and adamantly said that um, then this individual that I'm about to, to name drop is not the best at his position in the NFL. I might be eating my words a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did you have to bring this up? Kurt? I had to because Travis Kelsey yeah. leads the NFL in receiving yards this year. Leads the NFL over a bunch of wide receivers and every other tight end in the league. This week he had eight for 136, a touchdown. Every time Mahomes needed him, he was open. It was, it was, it was crazy. I have two retorts to that. Number one, he should be disqualified for being a douchebag, so we're just going to throw that out there. And number two, come on, DK Metcalf. I think DK Metcalf's second. I'm Russell Wilson. Only throw to DK Metcalf, Metcalf on Hail Marys for the rest of the season. I need DK to pull in front because I just I'm I can I'm already pissed just thinking about Kelsey being the number one receiver across the positions. That that enrages me. So DK, our boy DK, you got to get that done. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and I want to shift briefly to the Dolphins because um, I liked their plan defensively and it worked at the beginning and then they got blown up completely starting in the second quarter. Um, the Chiefs scored 30 points in the second and the third quarter combined. So uh, just uh, they really controlled the game in that middle portion. But <laughs> the Dolphins, they're, they're no joke. And the Patriots got, they have a challenge this week going down to Miami. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The good thing, though, that I will say, at that point, I agree with. The good thing I'll say is that it seems like the Dolphins, like every single one of their skill players got injured, too. Like their receivers were decimated. Their running backs were decimated. I don't know how many of those injuries were just like they had to leave the game and they're going to be fine for our game. I don't know what the status is. I Obviously, you know, I don't follow the ins and outs of every single Dolphins player, but it, like that will be one thing going for us if it's the same situation. Though I will say they had that situation and still only lost by six to the Chiefs. So like you said, that's going to be a tough game. But, you know, uh, hoping uh, the team coming off a of bye week will be able to put something together for that. Yeah, it's the <laughs> you're so dumb. <laughs> the. Patriots, I mean, the Dolphins' defense, rather, scares me much more than the Dolphins' offense. I think Belichick will come up with a plan right. to stop Tua. I don't think Belichick's overly worried about Tua Tungavailoa, but I think yeah, but... Yeah, I did that on purpose to see if I get to do it. <laughs> um, well, that defense kind of flies around, so we'll see. Yeah, We'll see what B-Flow has in the store to stop Cam, Ooh. especially because they already saw us once this year, and oh, yeah. Cam ran all over him. Oh, yeah. Uh, moving on to another team who finally got back on track, Mm. okay? Finally, our team, our team, Bruno. Mm. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals go into the Meadowlands and curb stomp the Giants 26-7. to Uh, I thought the Cardinals would win. I did not expect it to be by almost, you know, 20 points. 
Yeah, I picked the Giants to win in our pick six slash pick seven slash Lions pick of the week. Wrong. Thank you, Kurt. I was getting Wrong. there. You didn't even want me to get a chance to say it. Um, now I'm not going to say anything at all, you jerk. Um, and in hindsight, I guess I should have considered more that the quarterback situation was going to be. Like, we knew Danny Jones was coming back. I just didn't even realize that, like, I guess, you know, Danny Jones has been playing for a while and he's kind of hot and cold and he's kind of just also not really that good. So, like, I think when he was out, people were like, oh, yeah, Danny Jones is coming back. And then when he came back, we were like, oh, Danny Jones. I mean, to be fair, he also didn't look 100%. I think his whether it was his hamstring or quad or whatever was still bothering him. So there was that. But I completely agree. I don't think people were expecting this big of a blowout. That being said good for the cardinals they needed this one very very badly to stay in the uh competition in the tough nfc west uh as far as the giants i mean they're still in the thick of it in the nfc east so they're probably fine but you know what i don't there's not too much to say for this game other than good for the cardinals good for our team yep good for our team uh kyler murray got back to running the ball a little bit more effectively um i know he'd been dealing with the shoulder ac joint injury but yeah daniel jones ugh, ugh, trash mm. he got benched again for colt mccoy the giants fumbled in this game five times <laughs> that just makes me chuckle <laughs> that's chuckle worthy five times i lost three oh. neil jones qbr 9.1 colt mccoy's qbr 0.1 not <laughs> kurt that is some math and some stats some stats guy i did the, i did the work for you okay just, a, just a trash game oh, from they had been so hot they'd been red yeah. hot um Hassan Reddick for the Cardinals broke a franchise record five sacks oh, yeah that was crazy I forgot about that yeah he that forced three fumbles and had five sacks in yeah. the one game I mean yeah. just go off King go, go off. off go off um speaking of going off yeah he didn't really go off that was going to try to be a hot I tried I tried I tried uh but Brady Tom Brady okay and the Buccaneers uh keep a keep pace kind of in the a in the a NFC uh playoff picture they beat the Vikings 26 14 terrible game though sloppy gross kind of disgusting nothing was happening for the buccaneers offensively in the first quarter and then of all the people with the team of chris godwin mike evans rob gronkowski antonio brown rojo cameron Brait, tom brady finds scotty miller for a 50-yard touchdown yeah <laughs> he just loves his small white receivers loves that's it. it i mean if the tom brady starter pack is him giselle and a white receiver a little white short receiver <laughs> It's true. It's true. That's, that's simply it. They, oh, simply but it. I mean, this game should have been much more competitive. But uh, Dan Bailey, the kicker for the um, Minnesota Vikings. Oh God, uh, sir, you went zero for three kicking field goals, and you missed an extra point. Bruno, not math, guys. That's ten points. Yeah, and they lost by twelve. So, not gonna lie to you. Uh, I feel like if you had to just pick a team to associate with bad kicking, the Vikings would be up there. Shout out in the playoffs. I forget who it was. It? No, it was yeah, someone. It was the Vikings. It was not Dan Bailey. It was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the kicker's name. It was I just an infamous missed kick or maybe several. I don't remember. But anyways, the Vikings have been undone by bad kicking. So sucks for them. Speaking of kicking, just saw today that the Bucks, like their whole special team or like their punter kick suck up and their punter and their long snapper all got placed on the COVID list. So uh, shout out to them if they uh missing their whole you know kicking unit for the next game but i mean they're playing the falcons so uh yeah Bruno, that's gonna be that big going back but. to your point uh january 12th 2016 blair walsh missed blair walsh i knew it was yep 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 classic blair walsh so uh <laughs> yeah not uh, good. maybe not good. uh i saw this the other day after the patriots game the patriots have been stashing justin rowasser or whatever oh, that yeah. scrub kicker is on what we drafted in the fifth round this year um <laughs> on the practice squad and 
apparently some teams have looked at him. So perhaps he will be getting plucked off the practice squad. Well, what an investment for the Pats. Yes, go get somebody who has white supremacist tattoos oh, and yeah. who uh, sits on the practice squad all year. Great. Yeah, and isn't even that good. Great. Good pick, Bill. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> Fan, you do a lot of good things. That's not one of them. Yeah, that was not off a good that one. one. No, no, no. Don't. You can't draft wide receivers and you can't draft kickers. Apparently. Oh, God. Well, yeah. here we are. But a uh, good win for Tommy B. They went at home finally. The Bucks have been really pretty bad at home. So yeah, good, weird, good win yeah. for them. Um, here's one that was interesting. Uh, mm. Two shitty teams, but a very competitive game. Broncos win on the road at Carolina 32-27. Back and forth game, back and forth game. Carolina, valiant effort late in this game. But pretty boy Drew Locke throws four touchdowns, and ultimately the Broncos come away with a win. Yeah, I think valiant effort describes the Panthers all season. Credit to them and Matt Rule. They're playing hard. They've been missing Christian McCaffrey for basically the whole season. So, you know, again, valiant effort for them. This is the sort of game I'd expect from the Broncos against a bad team. The problem is for the Broncos, they can't do it against teams that aren't bad. So, like, again, like, it was a good win for them and Drew Locke looked good. But I, we're going to need to see more from more consistency from the Broncos before it really opens my eye. Uh, I said, I, yes, uh, singular. Thank you for those who caught that. Singular, um, right? Thank you. One thing I will say about the Panthers, Christian McCaffrey, bro. Like, is he just injury prone all of a sudden? He's just been like every every week. It's like, oh, he he might be playing. Oh, he's practicing. And then every week on like Thursday or Friday, it's always like, oh, Matt Rule says he does not expect Christian McCaffrey to play this week. And the same, it's the same thing moving forward for next week. And it's not even the same injury because he's been injured with like he was out the whole season with his quad thing or whatever. And then now it's like a thigh thing. I don't know what it is. Regardless, like, bro, Christian McCaffrey, figure it out because your team's four and nine without you. Think about what they would be with you. So I, he needs to figure it out. Yeah, he's. They need, they need him to be a relevant mm. football team, and he's just, right. he's simply, kind of. I'm not saying he's injury prone, but he hasn't, he hasn't been reliable this year. Let's just put it that way. Oh yeah, like okay, sorry, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't say for his career he is. It's just been this year where it is. Yeah. But like he's, he's gonna have to have a bounce back year next year because they need him. They need him desperately. Yeah. Um, they ran for 125 yards, but they also it just. It wasn't really pretty. Teddy Bridgewater was the main reason they ran for they rushed for that many. The running backs really didn't do shit. So yeah, Mike um, Davis, not Christian McCaffrey. Yes, can confirm not Christian (laughs) McCaffrey. Um, This game, I had some hopes. Had some hopes that the Jaguars can be competitive. What a fucking idiot! (laughs) Fucking idiot! (laughs) So dumb. Derrick Henry literally was yeah. the Polar Express, and instead yeah. of picking up all the kids, he just ran them all over. The Jaguars yeah. were the kids. There's yeah, the- they the Jaguars went back to Gardner Minshew and promptly lost by three touchdowns. So uh, I think their quarterback situation is very much going to depend on what their draft pick is and what uh, happens in the offseason because none of their quarterbacks this season have been the answer for them. Not, not even much to say. I mean, again, good for the Titans for maintaining their record, but like, uh, is there really anything to say about this other than I'm just sad that Jaguars won a game this season because now they're not going to get the first pick. Hopefully, well, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. I knock. Wait, wait. I just knocked on wood. Hopefully, you heard that. Well, I'm hoping the Patriots lose to the Jets in Week 17. Oh. So uh, there will be a one-loss team in the Jets, and the Jaguars will also be a one-loss team. And I don't know how it works, but yeah, that's we hoping. need to figure out for sure who would get the tie. Is it like common opponents, or because they're both in the AFC? I, don't I have, think I think it's. Um, it goes to division record or no, AF conference record. I think it is. 
is the first tiebreaker, which would, the Jaguars lost to an AFC team, then the Jets would lose to an AFC team. And then it would go to... But they were both Colts. division, because Jag would be Colts and Pats. Would be, they would both be they would both be AFC wins and also a division, division wins. Then what is it after that? Points for? <laughs> oh my God, fantasy points for. <laughs> points against? I think it would go to common opponents. Oh. I don't know. Stats guy, come on. We've been asking for weeks. Do your job, stats guy. Yeah, it's fucking week 15 of the NFL. Fuck stats guy. We haven't heard you once. Wait, week 14? Kurt, don't do this to me. I don't know. Episode 15. Is it episode 16? I think I said episode 15 at the beginning. I don't know. Well, you're listening anyway, so. Bruno, moving right along because that game really was tarsh. Okay, Mm. let's let's move Colts Raiders. Also kind of a tarsh game, but before the... uh, last night's monday night football game we were talking about the hashtag path for the patriots mm-hmm. we needed the colts to win patriots fans were rooting big time for the colts in this one to beat the raiders and boy did the colts not disappoint they absolutely throttled the raiders throttled them so much so that john gruden fired the defensive coordinator after the game yeah kurt uh this was a tale of two offenses because on one hand we had the colts jonathan taylor absolutely went off 150 yards two touchdowns was balling T.Y. Hilton returned to form. He had 86 yards, two touchdowns as well. Great for the Colts offense. On the other side, we had this weird Josh Jacobs thing where he posted on his Instagram that he wasn't playing and fantasy owners like lost their minds. And then he showed up on the field and like it was warming up. And then they were like, oh, just kidding. He is playing, but he didn't even do anything. He only had 49 yards and no touchdowns. So it was like, bro, what's going on here? The, the That's kind of like the story with the Raiders. It's like, bro, what is going on here? So honestly, not shocked they fired their defensive coordinator. It seems like all year their offense has been kind of balling under John Gruden. Like they've been getting the job done. They scored 27. Like that's not bad. But yeah, their defense is in shambles. So, you know, again, happy uh, as a Patriots fan, we're on a bye. They lost. Great for us. Oh my God. I'm just going to keep saying it. I'm literally just going to keep saying it and you cannot stop me. Can't stop him. Will not be stopped. Um, I will say this. I, we were given some love to uh, T.Y. Hilton a couple weeks ago. for He's really turned it on. He had two more touchdowns this game, Bruno. He is hashtag back. Mm, hashtag back. Also, uh, I, I was one of the people who did not realize that when he does his touchdown celebration, it's he's doing T.Y. I don't know if you've seen him do the like this thing. Like, I, Well, you can't see me on the podcast, but like if, if you... Google T.Y. Hilton touch on celebration. He makes a T and a Y with his like body and his arms. Didn't realize that until I saw that on Twitter like a week ago. Yeah, Bruno, I have a question then. What did you think he was doing? I just thought he was, you know, celebrating, waving his, waving his arms, dancing. Maybe he was doing, you know, that like a uh, balloon wavy used car salesman thing that floats around that like does his wacky, the wacky whatever thingy. That's what I thought he was doing. That would have been electric actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, he does the T.Y. Yeah. after everything and. Really, really nice performance for him again. He's he's getting hot when the Colts need yeah, him. Yeah, and so. the Colts are saying, T.Y., thank you to your boy. Oh, T.Y., they are saying thank yeah. you. Uh, the the Pats are saying, T.Y., thank you, but it ultimately kind of well, blew up no, on them last hurts. night. I will keep saying it, so we're going to move on to the next game. All right, I don't have much to say about this one. Uh, the Jets lost 40-3 to to the Seahawks. <laughs> I, I don't know laugh everyone haha laughing track i mean it's just kind of funny like that's just such a funny score to see 40 to 3 like that's just a preposterous scoreline literally nothing to say i'm just checking the receiving yards dk metcalf somehow only had 61 yards bro how do you win 40 to 3 and dk only has 61 russell we need dk to beat travis kelsey so whatever you fucking do i don't care about 40 to 3 i need dk having 300 yards a game for the rest of the season 
I mean, this was this was like watching Pee Wee football against anyone in the NFL. It was so pathetic. It was so pathetic. Yeah. Um, Bruno, I would like to see Sam Darnold on the Patriots next year. I'm just going to go out there and say oh, that. And somehow we can manifest yeah. that. Give me Sam Darnold and watch and watch him win the AFC oh. East for the next 10 years. Oh, my goodness. Kurt, I was not ready for you to say that right there. I have not thought about it. However, I will say, I think he's certainly been looking worse and playing worse because of the Jets. I would tend to agree. I don't think it's just the Patriots. I think if he went somewhere else, he would definitely be better than what he's on the Jets. I'm not ready yet to, to commit like you were saying, but I, I could see it. How has, how, 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 how has Adam Gase survived this long? He has blackmail on the owners. Only explanation. Has to. But in this game, Seattle moves to nine and four in the NFC West. They now tie themselves with the Rams. Massive, massive, massive game coming up either this week or next week for them. Um, they play each other, which will probably decide who go who who's the uh, division winner oh, yeah. after all is said and done. Oh, yeah. So something to keep your eye on. Mm-hmm. Moving to the. Uh, number one seed now oh. in the NFC playoff picture, Aaron Rodgers from State Aaron Farm Rogers. beats the Lions 31 24. Again, the game really wasn't as close as the score makes it seem. Uh, but another really great one for the Packers, and the Packers look like a juggernaut coming down the stretch. Yeah, Devontae Adams, best receiver in the NFL, he's unbelievably good. He's just so, I mean, him and Rodgers together is just absolutely electric stuff. Like you said, not really much to take away from this game. It was kind of like these Chiefs games recently where it's like maybe a close score numbers-wise, but really, like, if you watch it, it didn't feel that close. Shout out to our boy Matsky. Uh, poor Matsky, you know, watching these lines every week. It's just another classic Packers-Lions game. Again, not really much to say. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, it would be a real shame if uh, he got the number one seed and choked in playoffs. That would be a real shame. Yeah, I wouldn't hate to see that. He's talking He's talking all sorts of smack that he thinks he's the – you know, his shit don't stink. I promise it, it stinks. Yeah. Um, and speaking of choking the playoffs, next game, Saints-Eagles, baby. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Uh, I hope to God the Eagles don't make the playoffs this year. But, but, Jalen Hurts gives them the spark they need. They take down the Saints 24-21. You could have asked me 100 times if the if the Eagles had a chance in this game. And 100 times I would have told you no. Yeah, Kurt, The not only was Jalen Hurts kind of like unproven. We thought he was decent, but kind of unproven for the most part. Not only that, not only did the Saints, I think they had won like 10 games in a row or something crazy like that. Not only that, was the Saints defense approaching like a number one defense in the league. And every single one of those went uh, tipsy-turvy there because the Eagles kind of came in. And again, like I'm trying to figure out, they were up 17 to nothing. And again, like the final score ended up being close because they rallied late. But still, I mean, what a win for the Eagles. Yeah, what a win for the Eagles. And uh, the Saints offense was completely stymied in the first half. And then they kind of got hot late. And they had terrible turnovers by the turnover by the Eagles late in the game. Let the Saints come right back, score a touchdown, and then had a chance for an onside kick to kind of get the ball back and maybe drive down the field and win. Obviously, all for not um, Philadelphia wins at home. But what a weird game. Yeah, Kurt. And also, we've been talking about it all podcasts, and I know people don't necessarily love it. But speaking of which, if this is truly the start of Jalen Hurts taking over and not looking back as the Eagles starting quarterback. No, if you're going to ask me. No, 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 no. I'm not asking you. What I'm saying is the rumors have already started about Carson Wentz to the Patriots. I don't want that, Kurt. We've been saying he's tarched literally all season, and I stand by that. And I don't think taking him out of Philadelphia is going to re- remove the tarch label. I'm just saying the rumors have started. He literally is making like $140 million and the, that contract hasn't even started yet. And I wouldn't touch him with a, I wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole. Me neither. 
Leave that I've... to the Tarchman. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> I like that. I could see him. I could see him in somewhere like Indianapolis. I could see him in Jacksonville. Yeah, <laughs> that would be he'll, funny. He'll snuck there too. Yep. But yeah, you. We talk about Sam Darnold, and I think he will succeed wherever his next stop is. Yep. I, you talk about Carson Wentz. Yeesh. I do not think he will succeed Yeesh. wherever he is. Sheesh. Sheesh McGeesh. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheesh McGeesh. Bruno, the Chargers won a close game. But the Sheesh really goes to the Falcons. And Kurt, do you want to know why the Sheesh goes to the Falcons? Tell me why. More specifically to Matt Ryan. Uh, basically kind of close game coming down to the end. 17-17. Matt Ryan throws a Sheesh-inducing, back-breaking interception leading the Chargers to kick a field goal as time expired. Sheesh. I mean, Matt Ryan, bro, you're a veteran in this league. What are you doing? Yeah, Matt Ryan, man. I know the Patriots broke you in Super Bowl 51. You've never been the same. But like you mentioned, you're you're a veteran. You're a savvy vet. You've been around the block a couple times. You can't make a mistake like that. They lose 20 to 17 to Justin Herbert. Love that for the Chargers. This game is completely irrelevant. Both these teams are going to be picking the top 10 in the NFL draft. I have nothing really to say about this. Like I have for most games, this was a really weird week of games. Yep, I don't have anything to say either. It doesn't really change the whole scene. It is kind of funny that this is the same Chargers team. We beat 45 to nothing in our last game before the bye week, so that's really good. Um, but yeah, other than that, nothing really to add. Um, <laughs> Bruno, don't look now. Ooh, I'm saying don't look. Close okay. that one eye. Okay, closing. Okay, the Washington football team almost is 500. They win this week against the 49ers, 23-15. Alex Smith departed the game uh, due to an injury with a hamstring. Um, it was the hamstring where he had all like the muscle and tissue removed to put it on his leg, uh, on his like um, shin. So perhaps that had something to do with it. I don't know. That could be me reaching. But nonetheless, Washington 23, 49ers 15. M- absolutely massive win for Washington because the Giants lost. So mm-hmm. that puts Washington firmly in first place in the AF- NFC East. Yeah, and again, not that the Washington offense has been lighting it up this year, but they were even without Antonio Gibson, who's been like their big spark plug all year. So again, credit to them for getting the job done when not only was he out, but then Stinky Poo Cheese Dwayne Haskins was in for a little bit, and he, uh, yeesh, I mean, he didn't look great either. So, yeah. I mean, their defense is absolutely electric. Chase Young is living up to the absolute hype and even more. He is a beast. He is scary. I don't know if you saw... I mean, I don't really like Mike Tomlin, but I don't know if you saw his quote the other day that he, uh, when they, the Steelers played the Washington football team, he was like, oh, you really have to lose 13, 14, 15 games to draft someone like you, which is like yeah. the weirdest backhanded compliment I've ever heard. But like, honestly, kind of true because you don't just find Chase Young is just, uh, you know, you don't just pick them from trees. So good for Washington football team. I really hope that they don't somehow lose out first place. The Eagles based on that Eagles tie in the beginning of the season. That would oh. suck. Yeah, I hope not either. But I really do think it's a two-team race. I really, really do. I think it's Washington and the Giants. So, I hope so. Um, and I, Washington's a team. If I'm a free agent, I'm looking. I'm looking to go play for Ron Rivera. Um, that team is young. They are fast on defense. I like so much of what they're doing. Um, that culture seems to be changing. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe they'll get a real nickname like next year. Well, yeah. TBH. Uh, I would TBD. love them to. Well, TBD, but TBH. I would love them <laughs> not just stick with the fucking football team. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We will see. We will see. Uh, Bruno, shout out to you in the pick six or seven or whatever we did this week because you correctly picked the Sunday Night Football game. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills absolutely destroyed the Steelers. 26-15 was a score. Didn't even feel that close. Um, absolutely massive, massive win for Buffalo. 
kind of a staple win of their season. We've kind of said they've they've beaten some good teams, but not really great teams. Uh, the Steelers are kind of in free fall, in my opinion. And I know they're eleven and two, but they are the most exposed eleven and two team of all time. Yeah, and so shout out for me for, for correctly picking the Bills to win this week, as well as me correctly picking the Steelers to go undefeated. <laughs> Just kidding, they didn't because they suck. So we don't need to talk about that, even though I brought that up. You said it, they're free falling. That you, you know what they say, like the classic Patriots teams of old. When we came to December, we'd be rounding into form. They are doing the opposite of that. It is opposite day for the Steelers because they are just falling apart. Again, I don't really know what's going on. We don't know about the future of Big Ben. He's probably going to show up with like 10,000 injuries later this season and be like, oh, yeah, I fought for all these injuries, blah, blah, blah. Same old charade. I would say if the Patriots somehow mission impossible it into the playoffs, I would love to play the Steelers. And if that would be the first round, whatever, whatever round that would be, I would love to play the Steelers because they are maybe the least scary 11 and two team of all time. I don't know how many 11 and two teams there have been, but like they're not up there in terms of the scariest. Well, we certainly don't have to worry about the Patriots playing them in the playoffs because that's not going to happen because the Patriots aren't making the playoffs. But um, whoever whoever gets the Steelers is going to have a a chance to upset them. Um, Like like even in this game, Buffalo is a three point favorite, even though they're playing the 11 and one Steelers. Right. Right. Um, Good win for the Bills. Good win for the Bills. I don't think again. The Steelers have no run game. Yeah, James Conner stinks. Stinks. Back to stinking. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't look good. No, no, no. He, he Ben Roethlisberger, made a retirement comment after. He's like, I got to oh, hang yeah. it up if I keep playing like this. Bruh, you might have to hang it up regardless because yeah. <laughs> it ain't pretty. Nope. Uh, Deontay Johnson had the yips. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, yep, yep. Three or four drops in this game uh, coming off of two or three drops last week. That's just simply not great. You can't do that. Can't do that if you're trying to win games in the NFL, Bruno. So big win for this, the Bills. They are... If I think if they win this week and the Patriots beat the Dolphins, the Bills win the AFC East Championship. Wow. Um, this will be a first for them in quite some time. Yeah. So, hey, honestly, like I know we're division rivals, but honestly, taking that out of the picture, I'm like, it's kind of fun to have a Bills team that's good. They're like, well, I like Josh Allen. You know, there's not a lot of people I don't like on the Bills. Maybe, you know, I don't love Sean McDermott, maybe, but still good for the Bills. The city of Buffalo has been waiting for this for a long time. Honestly, like, who do you really like? I mean, I know the Ravens just were about to get into that in one second, but like, there's a couple other teams, but like, after the Chiefs, it could just be the Bills as next, right? Like, I don't know. It could be. You could say the Titans. You could say maybe the Colts. I don't know. There's a couple Brown. Teams that are like maybe, but like, you could argue that the Bills are right up there at number two, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, I don't, I've, I don't dislike the Bills. I really think they're, I, I enjoy watching them play. I like Josh Allen. I like Sean McDermott, like their club. Don't if, if anyone's going to win the AFC East and it's not the Patriots, I'm glad it's Buffalo. Agreed. Um, Bruno, the last game we're going to talk about before we talk about the Patriots bye week is the um, not only the game of the week, but the game of the year. Um, Simply incredible. It was amazing to watch. I was like a kid in a goddamn candy store. Um, it, this is this is why people are fans. This is why people watch football. This is why the NFL is king. Uh, the Ravens win 47-42 over the Browns in Cleveland. But, I mean, it came down to a, a, a last-second field goal by Justin Tucker from 55 yards. And then during the lateral bullshit, the Browns <laughs> got to say uh, the Ravens safety the Browns. Sneaky, sneaky cover because this oh, yeah. line in this game oh, was yeah. three or three and a half, somewhere around there. That. Yep. <laughs> and so the Ravens winning by three was yep. right there anyway. And then... It completely flipped when yep. the Browns took a safety. 
So a lot of angry betters. Yep. Betters last night and then yep. early this morning. But I want to talk about the Browns because this was a huge win for the Ravens. Blah, blah, blah. Great. Lamar Jackson, Superman. Congratulations. Woohoo. I don't think they're that, they're that good of a team. Agreed. Um, this, I have shit talked Baker Mayfield a lot. I'm like, this dude does so many queer commercials. He is so annoying. He's cocky. He's arrogant. I don't like him. He shouldn't have been number one pick. Some of that is still true. But who did he earn my respect last night? He yeah. earned my respect. Yeah, and Baker did not lose the game last night. In fact, their defense, which has some injuries, and by some I mean a lot. I feel like the Browns have had a lot of injuries on defense, so I will say that. But however, their defense absolutely let them down because Baker was electric. Not not saying he was perfect, of course, because, you know, like I agree with you, maybe he isn't living up to the standards of what he should be doing, but he played out of his mind. And it just is, it's really sad. Like, I was loving every set. So basically, to set the scene, like, it was kind of back and forth, kind of back and forth at halftime, just double checking. It was 21 14 Ravens, so kind of close. And then at the end of the third quarter, the Ravens go up 34 to 20, and you're kind of just like, okay, we're heading into the fourth quarter. The Browns are down double digits. Thumb up yet. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. The Browns scored twice in a row, went for two, got it on one of them. They took the lead, and then it was just back and forth. In the last two minutes, there were four scores in the last two minutes. It was incredible. And credit to Baker, like you to, going back to your point, he was leading them down the field and getting them to the where they needed to be, and it's just a shame that the defense could not hold on to them. Yeah, he was that fourth quarter by him was so special. Um, so hats off to him. He looked like a leader. I think that was the best. The fourth quarter specifically was the best quarter of football he has ever played in his career and i think hopefully it's going to jump start something for him because i i want the browns to be to be relevant it's fun when the browns are relevant so um good stuff from them i oh i have one other thing before we wrap up yeah i were you going to talk about the ravens someone on the ravens and something that happened to someone on the ravens bruno i was about to bring it up but i want you to i want i want you to tell a story because however you tell it will be funnier than me all right, so as Kurt was referencing, we all know the starting quarterback when healthy for the Baltimore Ravens is Mr. Lamar Jackson, Mr. MVP last year, Mr. Stinky Poo Poo Pee Pee this year, has not been playing as good. Well, wouldn't you have it in the fourth quarter? Lamar comes out of the game, and all of a sudden, hmm, what happened? All of a sudden, we see a nice little video of someone uh, clenching maybe his uh, buttocks running into the locker room. We see him sprinting around the door, running into someone, not stopping for a second because, hmm, why could someone possibly have to leave a football game in the middle of the game, clenching, squatting, trying not to drop their trousers, running into the locker room? Hmm, what could the reason for that be? Well, if you ask Lamar Jackson or you ask the Ravens, it was cramps. And I'm doing that with quotation marks for anyone who can't, or air quotes for anyone who can't see me. Cramps. Well, Kurt, the internet went wild with the correct take on what happened. Lamar Jackson almost pooped his pants. And we don't know for sure that he didn't because we didn't see what happened in the locker room. So may I even take it a step further? He did poop his pants. Unfortunately, he came back into the game and won, which I think you could argue is almost cheating because he lost weight in the locker room. I think him doing that might be equivalent to taking steroids and they should be disqualified. So I'm just gonna sit on that take and maybe talk about that on a separate time. So credit to Lamar for pooping his pants and coming back in the game and leading on a game-winning drive, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's so good. But the fact remains, he pooped his pants. So as much as he tried to tell us he did not Paul Pierce it up last night in reference to the infamous Paul Pierce incident that we're just going to throw this out there. Allegations, not even facts. So let's just throw that out there. Lamar Jackson pooped his pants. That's my thesis. 
there, like you mentioned, the internet just took it and they ran. Yep. And the internet is undefeated. And they were <laughs> the funniest things I've ever seen. Like there was one thing that the Ravens had to go for two to make it a three-point game or, tie it or something. And uh, like, they're like, not the first time Lamar's gone for two this quarter. <laughs> so good. It's so good. It's so good. Lamar dumps it off for the second oh, time. Oh, my quarter. God. Oh, I just, I was loving every second of it. Just clowning him. We're clowning the last year's MVP for pooping himself. Just lo- love it. As someone who has had lots of stomach problems in his life, I've seen that run. I've done that run. That's yeah. not a cramp run. Kurt is a former uh, eight times a day pooper. So that's a story for maybe another podcast, but that's a true stat. <laughs> that, that was that literally was a true stat. So yeah. uh, I've seen that. I've been there. I know what that is. And that was not a cramp. Well, it was a cramp, but not in, not in a place he was thinking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, that, we're done, right? Done. That's it. Yeah, no other, games? no other games happen. I mean, Patriots are on a bye, like we said. So uh, I think that wraps it up. It's kind of weird to like not talk about the Patriots, but I mean, what are we supposed to do? I mean, yeah, weird to have their second bye this year. Weird. <laughs> Kurt, I'm about to say bye to you if you're keeping on with this slander, but you know, say what you must. Bruno. Bruno. I'm just going to say this is a hypothetical game. So, Kurt, why don't you tell me hypothetically what happened? Okay, well, hypothetically, the Patriots stayed in Los Angeles after thumping the Chargers 45 nothing last Sunday for a quick little Thursday night football game against the uh, Los Angeles Rams. And Bruno, I don't know if you're aware from the broadcast, but did you know these two teams played each other in the Super Bowl two years ago? Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe we uh, dominated their ass. So that's We great. did, but it's a shame I don't remember anything about the game because nothing in the broadcast told me anything about that game. They didn't even talk about it one time. Yeah, I don't think they did. Nothing about Sean McVay, nothing about Jared Mc- Jared Goff, nothing. I don't. They really didn't talk about anything, which is kind of weird when you think about it. They didn't talk about how much Sean McVay wants to suck Bill Belichick's dick. They didn't talk about how bad Jared Goff played. They didn't talk about how bad the Rams' offense was. They didn't talk about how good the Patriots' defense was. Nothing was brought up, and there was no no uh, highlights from that game. Uh, they really just wouldn't bring it up, which is weird. Kurt, this is a really detailed hypothetical. Credit to your brain for coming up with all this stuff. Well, no, real life. I, my <laughs> fucking God. Like, Fox. Uh, Fox, I know it just happened two years ago. Move on. I'm a fan of the team that won. I don't, no one wants to hear it. Like, I, yeah, that's, true. that's it, true. It was two years ago. So much has changed. You, oh, revenge game for the Rams. I'm sorry. No, uh, wrong. You're telling uh, me a week 14 game in the NFL is revenge for losing the Super Bowl? And Tom Brady's I'm, not even here anymore. Like, I'm that's sorry. The biggest part they're leaving out. Find a new slant because I yeah. promise you, Aaron, uh, Aaron, Aaron uh, Donald can talk all about. Oh yeah, this was personal. It was revenge, homie. We all got rings, so you don't you don't get one for winning in Week 14. So congratulations yeah. on your win. Um, yeah. I'm very very happy for you. Um, yeah. But it doesn't you know mean anything in terms of what happened last year. I mean two years ago. So that's my little pet peeve about that. Let's talk about the game, okay? Hypothetically, okay, I'm ready. Hypothetically, um, absolutely god-awful start for the Patriots. Uh, in two plays, the Rams moved 70 yards on the field. They scored on their third play or fourth play, um, but they just made mincemeat of the Patriots' uh, defense early on. I was I will, alarmed. Yeah. That part was alarming with a capital alarm. And it was interesting, and I'm going to talk about Super Bowl 53 for a second. 
because Belichick, I talk about the plan that he had against the Rams that really broke them because the Rams were averaging 33 points a game. Belichick held him to three. And what he did in the Super Bowl was devise this game plan and the scheme that really, really, really put the Rams behind the eight ball based on what the Rams like to do. Rams like to run outside zone run. They like to do heavy, heavy, heavy play action. They play action more than any team in the NFL. And Belichick was able to come up with a plan to stop it. Now, I will give Sean McVay a shit ton of credit because he outcoached Belichick in this game. And I wouldn't say he outcoached him during the game necessarily, but he outcoached him with his plan. So um, you have to be, you know, I don't really blame Belichick for this because based on every single thing that the Rams have done since Sean McVay was a head coach is I'd like to run personnel with three wide receivers on the field and a running back and a tight end. That's that's what they've done. Mm-hmm. They've done that for pretty much Sean McVay's entire career. Well, this this game against the Patriots, they ran 22, like 21 personnel, so two tight ends and a, and, a, and a running back and two receivers rather than three receivers. And why that's such a, a a crazy thing is because in this game, they ran it over like 65% of the time. In Sean McVay's entire career, they've used two tight ends and on offense under like 4% of the time on offense. So I don't think the Patriots spent any time preparing for two tight end sets. And all the Rams did this game pretty much was two tight end sets. So you take that first touchdown off the board because it just caught the Patriots so off guard. The defense really, really did play well. Um it, like they truly did. The offense had a pick. The Patriots' offense had a pick six. Yeah, so defense only that, yeah. up seventeen points. And aside from that first drive, they really kind of settled down pretty nicely um, against the Rams. And like you think about how often the defense was on the field. Oh yeah. Patriots had Cam had nine drives, and six of them were three and outs. So Jeez. it just it was three plays, and the Rams got the ball back. So I actually think that they did a pr- the Patriots defense did a pretty good job, and I do think Belichick had a fantastic in-game adjustments to slow down the Rams. Um, so from that sense, I'm still pleased with the defense. I'm I'm not displeased with how they've played over the last couple of games. Um, but this offense is is bad. It's a the Patriots offense is bad. And there's um, you know, in this game, I it starts at the top for me. It starts with Josh and Daniels. And I have given Josh and Daniels so much crap for over the years. And I've I've tried to point out when he's been good. Like last week against the Chargers, that first drive was just pure chef's kiss. Mwah, perfect. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Um, everything he called in this game was trash. Mm. Everything tarsh. Was tarsh, tarsh. The Patriots offense was inside the red zone four times, inside the 10 yard line three times, and they finished the game with three points. That's like uh, almost unbelievable, like literally unbelievable. That's almost impossible in yeah. football. Um, and it's just it's the most <clears throat> I like to think wow. of myself of have as having, you know, pretty good football knowledge. But I promise you, I promise you, every single other coach in the NFL knows a whole lot more about football than me. So when I'm sitting there watching the Patriots game and it's their Patriots were only down 10 nothing. And um it's third and goal from like the three yard line and the Patriots put empty, they go empty formation. Okay. <laughs> they put a running back out there, two wide receivers and two tight ends. And it was so obvious what was going to happen. They weren't going to fucking throw the ball. It was going to be cam on a quarterback draw. Like everyone, everyone who knows anything about the Patriots offense and this team this year knows they weren't going to throw the ball inside the three yard line. Cam was going to run it. 
and the Rams did not even align to half the receivers out there. They were like, fuck that. Nope, not happening. We're going to stop Cam. So they bury Cam on third down, which sets up fourth and fourth and three from the three-yard line, down 10 nothing. Belichick goes for it. I guess it was the, I guess it was technically the two-yard line. And then just a ridiculously, ridiculously bad play call on fourth down by McDaniels. It's so predictable. It's so obvious. It's just, it's trash. It was trash coaching by the by McDaniels and the Patriots on terrible execution by the Patriots offense. It's just not putting players in a, in a spot to succeed. And that's what you have to do as a coach. You have to put your players in a spot to succeed. And they have failed Cam Newton on that multiple, multiple times. Yeah, and it's weird, Kurt. Like, I completely agree. The defense, like, going back to your first point, the defense to me played great. Again, like you said, there was a pick six, so take that away, 17 points. And really, if you you could you could stop at 17 or you could say 10 after the opening drive. I think the defense played well. Back to your point on offense, though. It was just painful. Like, it's literally just painful watching the offense. Each week, I feel like you and I just text each other during the game. We're like, what was that? What are we doing? Like, are we going to do something different? And off your last point right there about not putting players in positions to succeed. Hasn't this whole Patriots organization for years now been talking not only about do your job, right, but about maximizing the skill set of your players? Like, it feels like this year has been so backwards. Like, yes, we don't have Tom Brady's. That's a lot of the backwards part of it. But still, it feels like we're just not like I'm so used to the Patriots finding what like versatile players who can do multiple things and then building game plans around their skill sets. And it's just like, I don't know if we just like we're like, oh, my God, we have a quarterback who runs. So we need to run every single play. Like, I don't know what's happening for blinded by the fact that Cam Newton can run. But like, we're not doing the classic Patriots, like build a game plan around what works and what our guys can do. It's just like we're either forced it with the run or we're just doing predictable play calls and like maybe you can get away with predictable play calls if your team is playing well and you're good at it like if you, i get the i get the theory that's like you know what we're gonna do we know what we're gonna do but you can't stop us but kurt every this whole year teams have been able to stop us so i don't know i don't know what the philosophy i don't know what the difference is maybe we went spent too much time doing that ernie adams pink stripes little 10 minute twitter video which was great i will say that was great but maybe less time on that and more time on like planning the offense yeah dude it's just it's bad, and the f- the Patriots quarterbacks were sacked five times in the game, six times in the game. Cam got benched. Um, I don't really think it was Cam's fault to be benched. It was just they they put Cinnamon late in the game. The pick six, not on Cam Newton. I mean, sure, not a great throw, but at the same time, what is he supposed to do? It's a design screen. Aaron Darnold, is that his name? Donald. Donald, not Darnold. Donald um, had a gr- oh, was amazing on that play oh yeah damian harris is trying to sneak out into flat and donald holds him like totally legal totally legal play um but if the thing about screen game and anyone who has a a clue about offense will tell you this the entire key to screen game is is timing so if the timing is thrown off uh which it was by donald the whole play gets blown up now was it a great throw not great was it going to be caught by harris if he wasn't held yeah so I'm not going to blame Cam, Cam for that. Um, it's just the offense had no fluidity. They went to try to go up tempo. I, I wish they tried to go up tempo more than they did. Um, and here's here's a ridiculous stat, Bruno. Well, I'm ready. Um, Cam Newton is the number one graded quarterback throwing the ball between 10 and 15 yards down the field. He is the number four rated quarterback throwing the ball 20 yards or further down the field. So josh mcdaniels why is every fucking pass a screen or two yards on the field i have i have i have questions for you sir i have questions that that is a ridiculous stat what is that all from the seattle game like what the fuck pro football focus and it's i mean he doesn't have nearly as many attempts as these other guys but he's the highest rated 
he's wow. most consistently hitting those pass plays. So hmm, it's almost like you want to play to your teams and players' strengths. Right? That that's almost like a philosophy that maybe we should subscribe to. Almost. And again, the Patriots are out of the playoffs. Like the the path is pretty much closed. They're at six and seven. They need they need to win out, and they need a miracle elsewhere. Just the probability of that is so 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 slim. I want to focus on. Um, well, Kurt, before we focus on that, don't let us win game four. No, I'm just going to throw that. Don't let us win game four, all right? All you Red Sox fans out there, you better get that. <laughs> um, here is a bright, the okay. brightest spot of the game for me. Yep. You're not going to believe me when I tell you. I don't. I have no idea what you're going to say, so this is news to me. Nikhil Harry. I, that makes sense, and yes, I am quite surprised. I never thought I'd hear you say that. He looked like a competent NFL wide receiver. This is two games in a row where he's looked really, really good. Um, he had a ridiculous catch up the left sideline, contested catch 30 yards on the field. He had a contested catch in the middle of the field where Cam threw high. He went up and got it. He got his he got his clock cleaned coming down, held onto the ball, and then he went on a stop and go route up the right sideline, got completely held by the Rams cornerback, didn't get the call because he's it's the Patriots and the refs hate us. Say what you want. They hate us. Um, mm. And uh, just a really great route, though. Just a really, really good route. So you're seeing the Patriots putting him in, you know, stop running end around with Nikhil Harry. Okay. He's six foot four and 250 pounds. Don't do that anymore. No more of that. No more of that. Let's let's utilize him for what he put on tape at Arizona state, which was contested catches throws down the field, back shoulder throws, quick slants, like get, that's what you need Nikhil Harry to do. And it, it was shocking and nice to see the Patriots start to do that. I will also say this. I thought when Jared Stidham went into the game, he looked very comfortable again. So two weeks in a row where Stidham's looked very comfortable in the game too. Yeah. Um, shout out the Sun Devils. Shout out uh, Kurt. If you've known Kurt for any period of time, you'll remember that. I don't remember the game, or the, but it was just I remember you getting mad about Nikhil Harry not being out of bounds. What was that again? That was like the Chiefs that, game last yeah, season yep. where the Patriots won- yeah. beat the Chiefs, but the refs said no. They yep. lose the Chiefs. They lose the two seed. They lose Brady's career. Yeah. So first of all, just did you hear how fast Kurt understood what I was saying? I we didn't prep this beforehand. I just brought that up. Second of all, Kurt just said both the page the refs hate the Patriots and Nikhil Harry. Further evidence right there. Your honor arrest my case. That being said, I agree with you. Two games in a row that both Harry and Sim have looked good. Kurt, I'm hoping this is not a case of too little too late. I know you referenced it a second ago, but you're what you're saying is there's a chance for the playoffs. That segues into something I want to bring up with you, Kurt. And this isn't something again, this is we have not planned. This is just me. This is what I've been thinking. I have had no grasp, no grasp at any point this season, Kurt, about what Patriots team this is. Because every single week, I'm so baffled by what the follow-up is to the previous week. We just have a terrible loss to the Texans. We have a crazy great win against the Chargers. We have a ter- like this horrible like dud against the Rams. It's like I have no – I feel like I've just been like pinballing around all season long. If you went back to some old podcasts of me talking about like we're definitely making the playoffs. We're definitely going to lose this game. We're definitely winning this game. There's no way we lose this game. I have just no idea what to think about the Patriots because it changes every week. And it's just speaking to the overall picture of just how weird a year this has been because we're used to consistency. Kurt, what do I always say? Consistency is key. That's what I always say. And we're so used to it from the Patriots. We're so used to it from Tom Brady and built together. We're so used to the 12 and four season. It seems like we always go 12 and four. We always round into shape by December. And I am just so thrown. My inner compass is just so thrown off. I don't know where North is. I don't know where South is. I don't know East. I don't know East. I don't know any of this stuff. 
I, I can't even tell at all. And it's just been such a weird year that that's why I'm saying, Kurt, like I could see us losing every game the rest of the season. I could see us winning every game. I have no idea anymore. Kurt. I have literally no idea. Yeah, that's just the perfect that's just the perfect way to put it. I don't know. This year has been weird. Wacky, 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 wacky year. Um, I'm going to hashtag expose myself for a second because like oh, you no. said, <laughs> after the Seattle game, I came on to this very podcast and I was like, you guys are all fucking idiots if you think the Patriots aren't going to the playoffs. You guys are morons. That's the best loss I've ever had. Um, Cam Newton's an MVP. Uh, a lot's changed. Kurt, I, I will say, you can't officially old takes expose yourself until we for sure are, I don't like to say this word, but mathematically eliminated, which we are not yet. So I will save you maybe a week from old takes exposing yourself. We can revisit this next week. But Kurt, so you're saying there's a chance. I'm not really saying there's a chance, but <laughs> here's what I, I do want to throw one more thing in there about the Rams game. The okay, Patriots right. were down 10 nothing, yep. and things looked bleak. Mm-hmm. Undrafted free agent cornerback Miles Bryant interception off jared goff bruno he ran it back for a touchdown but they ruled him down for being touched now there's no doubt that they were fighting for the ball but that was in the air okay and by the time miles bryant went to the ground and had possession of the ball i thoroughly thoroughly believe he was not touched by robert woods the rams receiver so you took seven points off the board, and it's not like you ruled the play dead. You called it a touchdown on the field, and then you went back and reversed the call. But I've watched it a, a bunch of times, and I don't. He didn't have possession of the football until he was on the ground. Where and after he was on the ground, he was not touched. So they took seven points off the board. It should have been ten seven. And I mean, obviously, you get into a whole bunch of hypotheticals at that point. But I think the game would have been largely different because. The Patriots, when it was 10-0, end up going back down the field. They don't get it on fourth down, like I mentioned earlier. Then it becomes 17-0, and then the Patriots in the red zone again. They kick a field goal. So it was 17-3 at the half. It could have been 17-10. The whole game is different. So uh, that really bothers me looking back at it. And obviously, hindsight's 20-20, and you can't go back in time. But that was frustrating from the refs again. Yeah, even my hindsight's 2020, Kurt. That's what I always say. Another example to your earlier point of the refs hating the Patriots, just throw it to add it to the list that's super long at this point. I don't have anything to say other than I, I forgot to bring that up, so I'm glad you did. I completely agree. That was classic BS call. The only thing I'll have to add about that is uh, Miles Bryant, my reaction to that Conor McGregor meme. Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, the only thing I can add about that. He was, I remember Patriots beat writers last <laughs> season talking about this guy's turning heads. He was on the practice squad all last right. year. Even this year, though, he's playing over like Jawan Williams, who he drafted in the second round last yeah, year. What Bill Belichick should never draft a receiver, and he should never draft a cornerback again. And he should just wait until they're all undrafted free agents and yeah. then sign them all because he finds yeah. amazing ones there. Yeah, shout out J.C. Jackson, who has an interception like every single game this year. Shout out Malcolm Butler. Shout out J.C. Jackson. Shout out Miles Bryant. Shout out Jacoby Myers. Shout out all these guys. Gunnar Olszewski, shout out all these Julian Edelman seventh round. Like, don't who needs a draft? Yeah, no more draft, no more draft. Just don't cancel it. (laughs) Speaking of drafts, Bruno, fuck, dude, Ryan Izzo, the tight end, tight end one on IR, (sighs) which leaves Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. Okay, we we traded up in the third round. We have we got we wasted two third round picks on these guys. They have combined one catch for eight yards in the season. (laughs) Kurt. Is that good? Only laugh because I'm going to cry. <laughs> I know. I, I can't even defend it. Like, I don't know what to say. I, I don't know. No, my eyes are tearing up. I, it's just yeah. it, uh, tight end, such a valuable piece. And um, I, I, uh, bro, huh, huh, I liked a couple tight ends in the draft, Bruno. You know, oh, yeah. you know my thoughts. Neither oh, of them yeah. are on the team. And the two that are on the team appear to uh, 
yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. And again, on a season where we desperately, from the start of the season even, knew we needed pass-catching help, it's great to just have our draft picks just not even play. Yeah, I'm manifesting right now that tight end Hunter Henry and wide receiver Allen Robinson are starting on the Patriots next season. Sign me the... I mean, that would be incredible. The Red Sox just signed Hunter Renfro, not the football player, the outfielder. So double Hunters in Boston next year, or New England. Who says no? I would love that. I know Bill is fully torqued for Hunter Henry, so we'll see. <laughs> We'll see what happens there. Before we before we sign off here, really quick, thirty seconds. What are your thoughts yep. going to Miami this week? Kurt, I I have no thought. I like I have no idea what to think. I think I made that abundantly clear like three seconds ago. I I feel like whatever I say is going to be wrong. I mean, part of me is like, I don't know. The fact that we haven't mathematically eliminated leads me to at least say that we're going to put up an effort. Like. Not that we didn't put an, up an effort against the Rams, but it just didn't show in the final score. I think our effort will at least show up in the final score against the Dolphins, but I could not even tell you, Kurt. I just, it's the way the season has been going. Every time I think I had a grasp on like what was going to happen the next game for the Patriots, it's been wrong. I, I don't know. I, I, I know that's a cop out, but Kurt, I literally, I'd rather just say I have no idea. That way I can say I wasn't, at least wasn't wrong. Yeah. I, again, inconsistent team so far this year. The Dolphins are playing for everything. Uh, they have a chance to make the postseason. They're in. The, they're in it right now. Um, I would love, love, love to see the Patriots give a little bit of payback for what the Dolphins did to us in Week 17 last year. Um, go out down. Go down to Miami. Go beat that team. That's a good football team. You've beaten teams all year who have been better than you, aside from the Rams this week. So who knows? Who knows? But I, I, I think it'll be competitive. Um, I want to see the offense do something. Do something, please. That being said, Patriots winning 31 to 13. Book it. Oh my God. <laughs> book it. Stats guy, book it. Where the hell's Edelman? Is he coming back? Oh, bro. I have no idea. I mean, first it's his injury, the knee thing, and now he's on the COVID list. He's still posting up a storm but then on he Instagram, came, which he came off yeah. the COVID list. So. I don't know. I mean, I know he's celebrating Hanukkah because I saw it on Instagram. Like, that's great. Shout out my fellow people. But I mean, dude, we need you. So I don't, I mean, it's probably too late at this point, but like, he's bro. missed eight games. That's, uh, that's a lot of games. All right, Bruno, I'm tired. Get us out of yeah. here. Well, I everybody send your well wishes to Kurt. You can hear it in his voice. This has been a draining season. This was not a fun game. Kurt had a lot. Kurt was very nervous leading into this game. I tried to relax him by saying there's no chance we lose. Hypothetically, we may have lost. So not great. However, all I'll say to Kurt, and feel free to say this to him too, we are not mathematically out as much as you'd like to say. We might need a miracle, whatever. Just don't let us win game four. That's, I'm just going to keep saying that over and over again. So tune in this week. Could be absolutely electric. Could not be. That's the fun. You never really know. So until we know, we're just going to keep praying that it is going to be electric for our sake. That being said, feel free to tune back in on Sunday for our weekly picks six slash pick seven slash picks that now include the Lions for some reason because they didn't lose by 20 or more. They only lost by seven. I don't know if we followed up on that, but they only lost by seven. So we're going to be picking the Lions again for the rest of the season. Anyways, catch us Sunday morning for the pick six where Kurt and I go six no every week. Don't check the records. We go six no every week. Just trust my voice. That being said, thank you all for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Hanukkah. Enjoy this. Uh, if you're in Connecticut or New England, enjoy the snow tomorrow, which we're supposed to get like two feet of. Check out the Bradfield Weather Podcast where he breaks all the New England snow and weather news down. Thanks for the shout out on the podcast this week. And we will see you all next time on Playing the Field. Bye, guys. Peace. Sorry,